All right, welcome back to Nerds New Cool. I'm Justin. And I'm John. And today, we are doing the other side of the bracket, so to speak. Uh, talking about celebrities, actors, actresses, well, really just actors, that have played real presidents. Real presidents. Sometimes, like, fictitiously, and sometimes in a in like a, a more historically accurate manner, but any in any sense, they played a real president. Their names were one of the forty-five presidents that we have had. Correct. <laughs> a lot exactly. of them, though, are real portrayals, but some of them are kind of silly versions of them. And we do get into those. So yeah. we made a like last time we made a bracket, twenty presidents, but not everybody could make the cut. So before we get into the bracket. We'll talk about some of the honorable mentions that didn't quite make the list. And again, this is just our list. Your list could be different. There was some thought and some rhyme and reason put into this list, but albeit not much. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so the first honorable mention, uh, Terry Lehman played George Washington in The Patriot. There's not much... It's the Patriot. It's a Mel Brooks movie. You've probably seen it. There is no historical accuracy to it. Well, maybe, maybe like hints of it, but not much. But and he, I, I honestly don't remember George Washington being in the movie a lot. But wait, did you say Mel Brooks? No, no. This is this is the one with Mel Gibson. No, I said. Oh no, I meant I meant <laughs> Mel Gibson, not Mel Brooks. I, w- uh, I would love I would love a Mel Brooks version of a president. Oh, that'd be fan. Well, I mean, he kind of does one with like space balls. He, well, it's true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> not a real president. Screwed. Yeah. And he's also the king in uh, in a lot of different. Anyway. So anyways, so Terry Lehman, George Washington in the Patriot honorable mention. Yeah, he just kind of pops in. Um, yeah. Burgess Meredith, who played James Madison in the movie Magnificent Doll. And that movie came out in 1946. And apparently it's and, and listen, we haven't seen this one. I did a little bit of research on it, but it's very it's a very dramatic, romantic telling of basically James Madison's life. And if you're like me, you maybe only know a lot of James Madison from um, from uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> but we all know Burgess Meredith. So he definitely has to go on the list just for strictly his roles in Rocky and also playing the penguin in Batman, the movie, the original mm-hmm. uh, next Nigel Hawthorne as Martin Van Buren. He appeared in the movie Amistad from 1997 and with Van Buren and then John Quincy Adams and real life courtroom tussle over, you know, the slave trade's murkiest incidents. And I'm not, it was Amistad was a fake. It wasn't true, was it? I mean, I've seen it. I thought it was, I thought it was based. No, it's based on a real, the is real it, incident. Is it, yeah. Is it based on a real? Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure. So, yeah. So that's, that was a pretty good version of, well, I don't know, not a good version, but he did it well. <laughs> a version of Martin Van Buren, a lesser yeah. known president. Yeah, but I, th- I do think it's pretty great when they portray presidents. And a lot of them are not the nicest of people. And history is not very kind to many presidents, especially no. ones that are pre-Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> Our next honorable mention is Charlton Heston plays Andrew Jackson in the movie The Buccaneer, which came out in 19... 19- 58 he actually played andrew jackson twice heston did he played it in the buccaneer and also in 1953's the president's lady um and and if you didn't know this movie the buccaneer was um created by cecil demille cecil b demille so we all know that person right yes yes we do 
And basically it's about, it's essentially about um, New Orleans in the war of, of 1812. And uh, the, 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 the head character or the main character is Yul Brenner who plays the pirate. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, next, Kevin Klein as Ulysses S. Grant in Wild Wild West. Uh, it's it's fake. I love what you wrote here. Wild Wild West is to U.S. history what Sharknado is to marine biology. <laughs> and Klein, well, he plays the president, but then he plays himself and fakes playing the president. And he wears a pillow up his shirt, so it's yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a tip of the cap, and that's about it. Yeah, and Wild Wild West is the most ridiculous movie. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I will say though, it's it's a good like, it's a good like have some drinks and just totally not have to think for an hour and a half type movie. Yep, like it's not it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it is. There a lot of stuff blows up, and there's a it's giant entertaining. There's a giant mechanical spider, so you know. <laughs> and Selma Hayek is attractive. Yes, she is, and while and, and Will Smith's in it too. I mean, there's a lot of people in it. There's a, there's a lot of people in it. Uh, John Voight played FDR. It was kind of a cameo in Pearl Harbor in 2001. Speaking of movies that, uh, well, were were not quite well received, that movie is about I don't know 45 minutes too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really long. Yeah, uh, he, but if you look at Voight in it again, he just makes kind of a cameo, but he really does look a lot like FDR. So he did. Like, why we gave him a little bit honorable mention he really did uh donald moffat is lbj in the right stuff from 1983 he's kind of the villain in this movie because he's taking away from the astronauts and you probably know him as the president in clear and present danger (laughs) how dare you sir yeah love it james cromwell is another honorable mention he plays george bush and we he didn't make the list because again it's not like a George Bush George H W Bush senior. yes I'm sorry George the senior right senior. first Bush yeah um he's not in it that much I guess he is kind of in it but but the the lion's share goes to W goes to Josh Brolin so this movie W came out in 2008 and uh, if you don't know James James Cromwell I don't know what you're doing with yourself but he is also in the Green Mile and L A Confidential just to name a few of the more recent ones yeah he's in a lot of stuff. Uh, Dennis Quaid as Bill Clinton in the movie The Special Relationship came out in 2010. And he actually binged on McDonald's to gain the 35 pounds he needed to play Bill Clinton. And it was aired on HBO. Never saw it. That's. Uh, do you think you, do you think it seems like an unhealthy way to gain weight, but I mean, how, is there really a healthy way to gain weight? Do you think you watched like that, uh, that documentary, um, Supersize Me? And just that's, how, that's, that's exactly what I was just thinking because that guy <laughs> did like irreparable damage to his body by doing that. Yeah, there's a lot about about kind of how that was done. That was a little bit excessive, but it, I mean, I mean, listen, I didn't need to watch that documentary to know that if I eat McDonald's every day, I'm going to get fat and unhealthy. I mean, that's <laughs> seems seems like common sense to me. It's a little bit like common sense, but that's just me. Philip Baker Hall played Nixon in the movie Secret Honor, which came out in 1984. This is an example of it's kind of a, a fictional, fictionalized version of Nixon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's basically like reflecting on his career. He also t- talks about the true reasons for the Watergate scandal and also um, why he resigned. Now, he did get a lot of acclaim for this. And if you don't know Philip Baker Hall, he's also in the movie Magnolia, 
Boogie Nights, and Rush Hour. Um, getting into a, a, a well, we're going to cover a lot of presidents in a singular film, but the first one is James Marsden as JFK in The Butler from 2013. Minka Kelly actually played Jackie Kennedy, and this is the story of you know the, the the film is through the lens of the butler Cecil Gaines, who was played by Forrest Whitaker, who spent thirty four years working in the White House for eight different presidents. I know I know this is a podcast about the real president portrayals, but do you know who Minka Kelly is? I she's in this new show called Titans. Not new; it's a couple years old. She's in a whole bunch of stuff. She's also in like um, oh, what's that TV show my wife watches? Um, I'm totally blanking right now. Anyway, Mika Kelly is very talented. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, I digress, but uh, Parenthood, Parenthood's the TV show she's in also. All right. All right. Back to okay. the presidents. Speaking of the butler, Robin Williams also plays Dwight Eisenhower. And it's actually like he plays it kind of straight, which is weird to think about with Robin Williams because he's so over the top. But mm-hmm. you're playing Dwight Eisenhower, you kind of got to take it back a notch. And if you didn't know, Eisenhower was president in the White House from 53 to 61. A couple other presidents that, that kind of make a make an appearance in the Butler. Uh, Leah Schreiber plays LBJ. Alan Rickman plays um, Reagan. And John Cusack plays Nixon. And speaking of Nixon, Dan Hedaya plays Nixon in the film Hedaya? Hedaya? Yeah. Uh, in the film Dick from 1999, which is a comedic parody retelling the Watergate scandal that ended Nixon's, Nixon's presidency. Dan Hedaya. 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 It doesn't matter. He is from what I know him best from is from Adam's family. And Clueless. And the dad from Clueless. <laughs> yes. Oh, yep. man. He's great. Yeah, he's good. Speaking of great, another honorable mention. We got a lot. Michael C. Hall plays jfk and you may you know mike may, may know michael c hall from well dexter dexter um and this was in the crown which is still airing it, it started in 2016 and, and i think the new season comes out here pretty soon or just came out it's a tv series that follows basically queen queen elizabeth ii's reign and all of her political rivalries and romances um and he only appeared though in one episode so far so far uh, another JFK, Rob Lowe, played JFK in the TV series Killing Kennedy from 2013, uh, which is based on the book by Bill O'Reilly and Martin Dugard. Um, it chronicles JFK's rise to become the U.S. president and then also kind of like on the other side of the coin, a former Marine, Marine growing disillusioned with America. And then you can kind of see where, I mean, you, it's called Killing Kennedy. We all know what happened and... <laughs> Kind right. of the after, and it covers that, and then the aftermath. Yeah, Jeff Daniels played George Washington in The Crossing, which came out in 2010. This is a TV movie, and it was again kind of a dramatization of George Washington and his crossing of the Delaware River and the that attack, famous portrait, the famous portrait, and the attack <laughs> on the Hessian forces at Trenton. Yep, Gregory Peck. Big name actor played Abraham Lincoln in The Blue and the Gray from 1982. This was a TV miniseries about America just before and during the Civil War, as seen through the eyes of an artist correspondent. And our final 
honorable mention is Kevin Spacey, who plays Richard Nixon in the film Elvis and Nixon, which came out in 2016. It sounds kind of funny, but the movie is basically about Nixon meeting Elvis Presley and uh, kind of there's a photograph of it and it's kind of a big thing. It's actually the photographs in the National Archives. So it's kind of a retelling of their their um, their encounter, their encounter. There you go. Michael Shannon actually plays Elvis in that film. Yeah. And then the, we, we couldn't do this without giving some SNL nods. Uh, there's been many people that have played the president throughout the years on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Chevy Chase was Ford. Dana Carvey was a fantastic George H.W. Bush. Phil Hartman played Reagan and Clinton. Daryl Hammond played Clinton. Will Ferrell was ridiculous as George W. Bush. Jay Farrow played Barack Obama, and recently Alec Baldwin played Trump. They had Jim Carrey as Joe Biden, but then I think they replaced him with someone else. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I think they replaced him with like a current cast member. Like an actual cast member, because Jim Carrey's version was, well, was a little over the top because, well, it's Jim Carrey. It's also quite a time commitment. Like Alec Baldwin, I think, was basically like he was like promoted to like a part time cast member, even like a full time cast member. He would have to be. He's there all the time. Every week. All right. So of those SNL nods, which one which 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 one's your favorite? I'll tell you mine. It's actually kind of hard because I probably know more of Will Ferrell's skits because that was when we were in college and we were watching a lot of videos and I was constantly quoting uh, you know, strategery. <laughs> should Lock, have, box. Should have challenged me to a beard off because I can't grow a beard. And when I do, it comes in patchy. Comes in patchy. So but I think one of my favorite skits, though, is Phil Hartman acting as Clinton when he goes into the McDonald's and he's doing all those analogies and stealing everyone's food because he's on a he's on a run. Remember, he's, he's trying to lose weight, but he's just eating everyone's food. At the McDonald's. Yep, he's eating all the kids' foods. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, one of my favorites. And I would probably say it's probably it's close between Dana Carvey and Will Ferrell. Yeah, that's fair. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Juncture. Thousand points a lot. <laughs> I, you, gotta, you gotta love to... Anna Carvey's Ross Perot was really good too, but he's... You can't list him because he's not a president. Right. But when he's, when, he's, when he's doing that speech and he's like, wouldn't be prudent, and then it, it, it flashes over to what's his name uh, as Michael Dukakis. He goes, I can't believe I'm losing this guy. <laughs> John Lovitz. John Lovitz. John Lovitz. <laughs> I can't believe I'm losing this guy. Oh, that's so uh, good. All right. Anyways, well, so there are a lot... A lot of a lot of SNL amazing portrayals, and there's we left a couple off for like kind of mini parts, maybe one skit or two. Those th- those people played in multiple episodes, and a lot of other honorable mentions. And you can kind of tell like either those are really well, um, you know, made films or you know pretty notable actors. That's kind of why we put them on the list. Um, but now we're getting to the bracket style, and just like before, we did our top twenty. We're gonna have a couple playing games. And eventually, we're going to narrow this down to our favorite real president portrayal. So let's let's kick it off. Playing game number one, number 20. We've got Benjamin Walker that plays Lincoln. And by the way, we should note that the, the bottom four of this bracket, the bottom four are fictional versions of this character. But, but, we, all, but we think that they're actually pretty well, well played. Um, so uh, yeah. I, I Okay. This one is Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Vampire Hunter. Hunter. I love came it. Out, came out in 2012. 
It's based on the book by Seth Graham Smith, which we have both read. Mm-hmm. And um, Seth also wrote Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Dark Shadows, and the Lego Batman movie. Hmm. If you didn't know this, Ben Walker is going to be in the new Lord of the Rings TV series. Now, I got to say, so the film itself, we, we, we went and saw it, and we talked about it afterwards, and it was not as good as the book. I, they, I don't know why sometimes filmmakers make changes to books especially when the books are so well done and i and i i I do not even take any shame by saying that abraham lincoln vampire hunter was a good book it was a really good book and i was greatly disappointed by the movie anybody people made fun of us for going to see it but then you know if you read the book then you would know why we had really high hopes for the movie because the book was so good and anybody who asked me i said the only thing they have in common is the title that's it the whole origin story the the climax the final like the final battle or whatever it's all different it was it was it was very disappointing and and i don't want to take that away from ben walker because i actually think he did a really good job with what he was given me too no it's not his fault but he's got he's got the mannerisms down he's got the stature i mean he's really tall um it's believable that he's chopping wood but also making steaks out of said wood <laughs> and then and then attacking vampires um so he, he he did well with what he what he had yep and then number against the 16th seed devin terrell as barack obama devin terrell whatever um and he was in the netflix film barry from 2016 that depicts the story of barack during his college years at columbia university in the 1980s yeah and and he does he does a really pretty amazing job in this as well i i don't he kind of looks like him but again it's a younger version of him so you know maybe it's pretty accurate i haven't like really done a lot of research on barack obama and his younger except for a couple random photos that you'd see on the news or on social media or whatever yeah but he did a really good job as far as making it a believable, like coming of age, like as he's becoming getting into politics. Um, so what are your thoughts on this first one? Uh, I think we got to go with Obama with Devin Terrell. I think that's fair. I want to I really want to give it to Ben Walker and I, and I want to give it to him, but I just I can't get over the film. <laughs> to be able to give it to him but i wanted to include him on this list because of like the nostalgia like our personal experience with the book and the movie but yeah it's no he, he can't go any farther <laughs> all right <laughs> that's fair the next uh playing game is the 19 versus 15 seed and we've got the fictional rendition of him of lincoln played by robert v Barron from the film bill and ted's excellent adventure which came out in 1989 and if you don't know this film uh it stars keanu reeves alex winters and the i mean the crowning moment of of robert v Barron's lincoln is the four score and checks his watch seven minutes ago (laughs) i mean i i think that he he does a really good like cartoon version of him um i like it i like it too (laughs) i like it too and then the number 15 seed, Nick Nolte, as Thomas Jefferson in uh, Jefferson in Paris in 1995, and kind of serves as an origin story as he served as the ambassador to Paris. Again, 
if anybody who's seen Hamilton knows that Jefferson was in Paris for a little bit, then he comes back, and this that's kind of where this came in. Yeah, and this this was not super well received. Um, I think that he did. No, it pretty, wasn't. He did a pretty good job. He was, um, you know, people were like, "Oh, it wasn't too bad." I don't think he really looks like Thomas Jefferson at all, but maybe with part- like a that white that that wig on, maybe, but. Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's hard for me to take like to take anything Nick Nolte. I, he's just Nick Nolte from 48 hours. Like I just can't. It's hard for me to take right. myself out of that and like picture him as something else. No, I agree. That's why maybe why in my mind he doesn't look like Thomas Jefferson. But, but honestly, I don't I don't have like a lot of Thomas Jefferson portraits or photographs laying around my house. So maybe he does kind of look like him. I don't know. Um, but but that's that's my challenge there. Listen, I, I kind of want to give it to Robert Barron just, just, just for fun <laughs> because I think this version of Lincoln is so playful and doesn't take itself seriously. It's so ridiculous. I mean, you he looks get, a lot like him. He does look like a lot, lot like him, right? He, lo- he looks like you see, like, again, like the the um, cartoon renditions of him. Mm-hmm. Like the port, like I, I mean, I think if we took a photograph, they would say like, maybe that's not exactly what he looks like. But every portrait, he's basically dressed up or makeuped up just to look just exactly like that character. Pretty close. I, I want to give upset. It, I think we give it to him. Upset. Nineteen beats the fifteen. All right. Next one, we've got the fourteen versus eighteen. Our third play-in game. The eighteen seed, Robin Williams, plays Teddy Roosevelt in night at the museum he plays in the other museum movies too but the first one was 2006 yep and basically it's a again a cartoon version of the rough rider you know he's got he's got his uh um he's got his horse he's got his 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 outfit that he's going he's going out ready to charge his saber his sword yeah everybody's seen those movies um i like i mean again I wanted to make sure we had we had to include that version because it's especially now like, that's a very I don't know he might be the only is he the only Teddy Roosevelt on the list he might uh, I think he is he might be so not 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 a president that gets you know a lot of portrayal recognition even though he is on you know Mount Rushmore okay. um, but wanted to make sure he was on the list. And he's going up against number 14, Woody Harrelson, as LBJ in the movie of the same name from 2017. So it's a movie that's set in the early 60s, and the film explores the the time in the leader's life when he was asked to serve as vice president under JFK, and then president after JFK's assassination in 1963. Well, I think that Harrelson got a lot of, like... I think recognition for playing this. I think people were pretty, pretty into it. Mm-hmm. And I agree. You know, again, I, it's, it's, it is hard for me to kind of think about Harrelson in certain, you know, serious roles like this, I guess. Cause when I think of him, I think of him as, you know, he's in Kingpin and he's, he's in, in zombie land. <laughs> right. But he, white men can't jump. White men can't jump. Yeah, I forgot about that. But I think this movie kind of got decent ratings, not not <clears throat> not amazing ratings, but decent. So yep. and, I don't know. I, I tend to lean towards Woody, uh, just because it was more of a it was more of a historically, I guess, 
accurate portrayal. But yeah, I mean, I love Robin Williams version of Teddy. But if I had to pick between the two, I would choose Woody's version of LBJ. All right. Woody Harrelson moving through the number 14. Our last playing game is the 13 versus the 17. We've got the 17 seed Henry Fonda as Lincoln in the film Young Mr. Lincoln. This came out in 1939, and it's it's a fictionalized account of the early life of the American president. As he's a lawyer, he's going through his court, his like basically one of his greatest court cases. Apparently, um, Henry Fonda. Again, if you don't know him, he plays Lincoln, and he's also from Twelve Angry Men, On Golden Pond, and The Grapes of Wrath. And he just has a pretty amazing um, resume. Yes, he does. So. And he is going against the 13 seed Greg Kinnear, who played JFK in the Kennedys from 2011. This was an eight-part miniseries. It also starred Katie Holmes as Jackie, and it was an Emmy-winning miniseries that took a more personal look at the lives of the most famous and infamous family to ever serve in the White House during the most critical moments in our nation's history. I mean... So and he, he got a lot of critical acclaim for this. I don't know if he won anything, but I mean, when I was doing some research and I was talking, I was like, who were one of the best actors to play Kennedy? He may have been at the top of that list. Yeah. So it's kind of towards the top of that list. I mean, this is kind of tough because you got Henry Fonda <clears throat> and he is like so amazing. Um, but I, I mean, you get a lot of rewards for the Kennedys. And I think that we got to give it to Craig Kinnear on this one. I agree. Yeah, and I'm looking. Up, I'm looking up this young Mr. Lincoln. It's actually got some pretty good rankings too. Um, <clears throat> but again, I think that yeah, I, I still think we got to go with Kinnear on this one. So sound good. Top four. Top four. All right. Well, I guess I guess th- those four are moving on to the playing games to the now to the bracket of sixteen. All right, here we go. Top 16 bracket time. So we've got the number one seed. Take it away. Daniel Day-Lewis is Lincoln. Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, that's all we have to say, really, is Daniel Day-Lewis. Do I have right? to say anything else? He won He won Best Actor. Uh, so he portrayed Lincoln in the 2012 film that was directed by Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. It got a dozen Academy Award nominations and won two including, you know, as I just said, the best actor for Daniel Day-Lewis, because that's all he does. He makes one movie every 10 years, and then he wins best actor, and then he goes back into his hole and probably researches his next character for the next five years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's intense. And, you know, this is one of those films that it, it, you it's, it's fun to watch once. And I, I don't think you need to watch it ever again because it's very slow it's obviously well done and it's it's why it was nominated for a bunch of academy awards and as was he but it's not exactly like you know what i want to watch right now i want to watch a three-hour movie on lincoln (laughs) that'll really get me going (laughs) but again fantastic film it's really going to put a cap on my saturday i mean spielberg directed anyway okay he's going up again devon terrell as barack obama so Lincoln ca- versus Obama. Kind of like a pretty cool little matchup, right? I it mean, is. We're thinking about like the things that Lincoln did to to enable Barack Obama to become our president. Yep. So 
you know, there's, there's a pretty little neat connection there. Having said that, I mean, I don't think we really need to debate this. No, yeah. not really. It's it's Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Write it down. All right. On to the eight and the nine seed. So st- sticking with that same bracket. So the, the one of these guys will go up against uh, Deion Day-Lewis. First off, we've got Sam Rockwell, who plays George W. Bush in the movie Vice, which came out in 2018. So this one, Vice, is a, is a it's by Adam McKay, and it's about the vice president, Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. And it got a lot of like Oscar and Golden Globe attention, uh, especially for Sam Rockwell, who was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. It was really good. This yeah. movie was... It was it, it was it was well acted. It was well directed, and it was very it was still very entertaining. So like it wasn't like like we talk about Lincoln, like a three hour movie on Lincoln, and it was long and it was drawn out and it was still informative. It was still fantastic. This was just I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Well, it also helped that a lot of the characters are characters that we know. I mean, because we, we lived while this was happening. We, we were um, alive. We were voting we also, while this was happening. Right. We also <laughs> didn't know a lot of these things that were happening behind the scenes, which makes it even more interesting. Yes. And um, I think that's kind of what makes it so entertaining. Keeps you kind of riveting, riveted. So he's going up against the number nine seed, Brian Cranston as LBJ in the movie All the Way from 2016. So... Cranston started this role as a Broadway musical and then it kind of turned into an HBO miniseries. Uh, he earned Best Actor nominations at the Emmys and Golden Globes, but he didn't win. But he did win in the same categories in the Satellite and SAG Awards. So a lot of critical acclaim for him as well. Brian Cranston is amazing. And the, his rendition of LBJ in this miniseries is pretty fantastic. Like apparently LBJ was really known for his swagger and his confidence and kind of a way that he would bully people with his mm. with his body and his naked body sometimes uh yeah I, I, there are a lot of stories about him um having no pants on and people being like intimidated by his size no yeah we talked about that last time where like because i read a book on lbj in college and he would quite literally just stand right next to you and just kind of lean over you because he was he was a physically imposing man as well he wasn't small and he just kind of lean over you and just kind of stare at you until you agreed to do what he wanted like until you agreed yeah well and there's there are a lot of parts in this mini series where he had this car this jeep that would and you probably read about this this uh-huh. that, that he would drive he, he would drive into people into lakes yeah. and freak he them would, out driving the lakes yeah yeah and and he was yeah, and they would turn to a boat and they'd go across. And I mean, what a what an the, interesting character. The, the name of the book that I read was In the Boat with LBJ. Oh, really? Yeah. That's well, cool. it was a little self-serving because the the person who wrote the book was the professor teaching the class. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no kidding. That's pretty cool. Yep. yep. He was so, a big LB, he was a big LBJ scholar and he wrote a book on it and then he assigned it to all his students to read. Wow. Well, and then, I mean, the other cool thing about LBJ is he just decided, I mean, that's what's called all the way because it was about, that was his, that was his campaign slogan, but he was pretty much like, no, I don't want to be president anymore. (laughs) That's pretty funny. All right. So this is pretty tough because both, both Rockwell and Brian Cranston were nominated for awards and, and got some awards in Cranston's, um, you know, instance, uh, our case. 
So I, I don't know. Where, where are you leaning on this one? No, no, man. It's it's a it, it's a dead heat. Yeah, and like which I, is perfect for an eight nine matchup because I look at both of them and I can I, I can see either one moving on. I mean, there can't be a tie. There can be only one. And we I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to decide based on like even maybe what actor I like better. But I like them both so much. I think Sam I do like Rockwell them both. freaking hilarious. And Cranston, man, he just does nothing but impress me every time he's in a new role. You're like, God, that guy's got some serious range. I'm I'm interested. Like, so they got a new series on HBO, or I think it's a miniseries, or maybe a TV series on HBO. Um, I want to check that out. Yeah. It looks good, but he's a judge in that one. Okay. Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> okay, let's... Uh, dude, you pick. I can't pick. I can't pick either. Let's do upset. I mean, I think we got to do an upset here. I think Brian Cranston's got to take this one. Yeah, that's kind of... I mean, I love Sam Rockwell in Vice, and I, I, I enjoy Sam Rockwell in general, but uh, yeah, Cranston, upset. Nine upset. over an eight. If you can call that an upset, I was going to say upset, but we got to put that little disclaimer in there. In that we pretty much just flipped a coin there. Pretty hard to decide. Uh, true. All, All right. right. So we're going to call that the West bracket. I'm just making up names right now. Let's go with the East bracket. The number two. Number two, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti as John Adams in the HBO miniseries Adams from 2008. Uh, also in that, uh, yeah, it's about John Adams. Uh, Stephen Delane played Thomas Jefferson in that series as well. He's going up against Robert Barron from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> I don't think we need to discuss this one too terribly much. But again, I, we need to give another real quick shout out to old Robert Barron. Thank you for giving us a fun version of Lincoln in Bill and Ted's. But Paul Giamatti, he really brings it with this show. And, and you know what? Like John Adams storyline, I don't know how really interesting it is. I mean, it's it's interesting as like the founding fathers, you know, as, as it pertains like United States and like the Constitution, everything like that. Um, Declaration of Independence. But that dude like plays it so intense. Like I am like co- completely riveted and captured by by basically, I mean, by the first one term president. And one of the early one-term presidents, because most of the presidents after him, like had had two terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, he freaking does it. He plays it great. And also Stephen Delane, who plays Thomas Jefferson, like they've got a real love-hate relationship that kind of goes back and forth. And I'm like totally into that too. Like it's just a really fun like cat and mouse. Like I don't know who's the good guy, bad guy here with Jefferson and Adams, and it's because GMI just plays it so great. So, Giamatti. Giamatti, it is. Number two going through. <laughs> All right. Up next, we've got in that same bracket, the 10 versus the 7 seed. And the number 10 seed, we've got Anthony Hopkins, who plays John Quincy Adams. Should we address him? Is he a sir? Is that Sir Anthony Hopkins now? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I'll look it up real quick. I think it is. Okay. Well, you look that up while I'm talking about it. So he plays John Quincy Adams in Amistad, which we already mentioned, came out in 1997. Um, once again, Steven Spielberg film. It's about the Amistad incident. Um, Adams is actually fights. He's fighting the abolition, abolitionist cause as an old man. 
And he, he was kinda, knighted. He was knighted in 1993, by the way. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sorry, continue. But, no, it's good. So he he's he's going against the cause. He plays like an old man Quincy, <laughs> old man Quincy Adams. He yep. also got an Oscar nod. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And he is going against Gary Sinise as Harry S. Truman in the HBO film Truman from 1995. Uh, in which Sinise won the Best Actor Golden Globe and SAG Award, and he was also nominated for an Emmy. So I think that, like, Amistad is definitely because of, like, the way that it was um, basically delivered media-wise, because it was a a big film that came out in the theaters, and everyone knew about it. Tons of Academy Award. I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. Um, Not to mention that any film that kind of deals with you know, slavery and has Steven Spielberg's name attached to it. I mean, you're going to get a lot of notoriety and he obviously did as well. And he does a really good job in it, but man, that Truman, that Truman miniseries um, or film, I'm sorry, on HBO, even though it wasn't released the same way. I mean, it got a lot of recognition, especially Gary Sinise as well. And he really looked a lot like him. I mean, not to say that like aesthetically, like that's the only thing we're looking at, but like he really did look a lot like Truman. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to think, too. I mean, he won a Golden Globe, a SAG Award, and, and he got nominated for an Emmy. I mean, I he think he got an Emmy nod. And I know that Anthony Hopkins got nominated for Best Supporting Actor, um, but we'd have to maybe look at that list of 1997 Best Supporting Actors and and like think, is this, you know, was was there a really good group of, of guys or that he was going up against? I'm not really sure. William H. Macy, James Woods. Oh, that's 1997. Well, maybe it was 1998 because he's not on there. <laughs> oh, really? There he is. Uh, Burt Reynolds for Boogie Nights, Robin Williams for Goodwill Hunting, Greg Kinnear for As Good As It Gets, and Robert Forrester for Jackie Brown. That's a, I mean, yeah. Especially, I don't know who, who won. I can't remember. I, I feel like Robin I think, Williams won. I feel like Robin Williams won. <laughs> but I could was, be. Because he was really good in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Um, well, let's find out real quick. That's a tough group. And Greg Kinnear was yeah, awesome. Well, and Burt Reynolds was great. Greg Kinnear was amazing and as good as it gets. Uh, I never saw Jackie Brown. Anyways. Yeah, it's pretty great. All right. So it, I think I think uh, I think we're agreeing in agreement that we we love Anthony Hopkins, but I think we're going we're giving this with we're giving this to Sinise. Yeah. Am I am I reading the room? I think you're reading the room right. So there we go. Out of the east bracket, the number seven moves forward. Now we're into the south bracket. (laughs) And our number three seed, let's start with the number three seed. Frank Langella as Tricky Dick Nixon in the movie Frost Nixon from 2008. He is... So this this was a film about the interviews between him and David Frost, who was played by Michael Sheen. We... We talked about him off the air uh, from the, you know, draws the Watergate cover up confession out of him like poison from a well. Langella showed Nixon's wily humor, and he also scored a best actor nod in the process. Yeah, <laughs> he's great, man. If you, I mean, if you watch that film, it is what a movie that is basically about a couple hour long interview. And I am like on the edge of my seat, like super interested. I think Nixon just has so much, I don't know, 
just the character himself, the real life Nixon is so interesting. Uh, I don't know. Langell just plays it fantastically. I agree. And he's going up against Woody Harrelson, which, again, we talked about kind of how good of a job Harrelson did it as LBJ. There's a lot of a lot of people acting like or portraying LBJ on this list. Um, yeah. So I I think that you know I think we got to go with Langella on this. I hate to automatically just say throw Langella through because he's the three seed. Um, but I do think like this movie again, like it had such a a pretty was really well recognized by the Academy. It had he did a fantastic job, and he was not he was gave the nod as well. Um, for best actor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I agree. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, I love, I love me some Woody, Woody Harrelson, but um, yeah, Frank Langella's performance in Nixon is, it's hard to, hard to dismiss. Right. All right. <laughs> so Langella will be going against the six and the 11 seed. In this South region, these actually, I'm looking at what we got, and some of these are going to be tough to decide. But, anyways, yeah, we might have some upsets <clears throat> brewing. Martin Sheen is the sixth seed who plays JFK in the miniseries called Kennedy, which came out in 1983. And this was a five hour miniseries on NBC that was about Kennedy from 61 through his assassination in 63 basically covers the bay of pigs the cuban missile crisis and again his assassination Mm -hmm. martin sheen he can do it all he plays fake presidents and he plays real presidents (laughs) (laughs) and he is going up against another actor who can do it all bill murray as fdr in hyde park on hudson uh the film from 2012 in which he was nominated for a golden globe yeah, and this one, I mean, it, it kind of flew under the radar. It really did. But, you know, and again, I'm going to go back to kind of what I said earlier, that it's sometimes hard to, like, put take myself out of knowing, like, an actor so well, an actress so well, because of the roles they traditionally play. And I think maybe that was, like, a challenge for people to maybe get over. Like, oh, Bill Murray's playing a real, like, serious character. Um, he's playing FDR, right? I mean, one of the most influential presidents of our of our history. Um, but he nailed it. He did a really good job. Nominated for a Golden Globe, too. <laughs> That's pretty huge. Um, okay, listen, I love Martin Sheen, and I'm going to say, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I looked at some pictures and I read a little bit about this Kennedy miniseries, and yeah, I can kind of see it. Um, it's a young Martin Sheen. It's kind of like around, what was the movie he was in, Platoon? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little bit after that. I think I kind of want to go with Bill Murray on this one. Smell an upset as well. All right, I think we put I think we put Murray through. I think because of kind of displaying, I hate to say range because Martin Sheen. Then you know I just mentioned that he went from platoon to playing the J- JFK. Yeah, to play JFK. There's a lot of range there, but I think we gave Martin Sheen a lot of love in the fake presidents, and I think we should give Murray a little bit of a, a little bit of love here. For I agree. No, I think we. I think I think Murray moves forward. And he also, again, he was nominated for Golden Globe. So that's 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 a pretty big accolade there. Okay. Moving on out of the South. Now we got the two coming out of the South. Now we're moving into the North region. We're going to start with the number four seed. Number four seed, Josh Brolin as George 
W. Bush in the movie W from 2008. And he was just, uh, he was fantastic in this movie. He got his, like, his mannerisms, his, like, kind of, like, silly, like, you all shucks charm. And kind of like that befuddlement that just kind of that almost like that. Yeah, that air of befuddlement. And I mean, you can see why people would like him because of how people would like the real person with the way that like Josh Brolin played him like that, because he is a very I mean, he's a very likable guy. He looks like him, I think. And he, ta- <laughs> he sounded like him. He talked like like he he nailed it. Yeah, and I think about a lot, <clears throat> like that scene where he's couple scenes. The scene when he's um, meeting his wife for the first time, meeting meeting um, what's mm-hmm. her name? Uh, I'm blanking right now. Um, what the hell is her name? Uh, I was gonna say uh, Barbara Eliz- Elizabeth Banks. But I was like, no, it's not Barbara. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Uh, yes. Yeah, and he's sitting on her at that barbecue, and he's just eating a burger and just. Not, no mouth closed, just going all over the place. He's got that cowboy hat on. <laughs> and he is just so, I mean, I'm like captivated by his performance in that film. And he goes through that like skull and crossbones is like a, you know, he's kind of a drunk and then he gets out of that. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. just his interaction with like his cabinet and vice president, like, I, I mean, let's also not forget that it's an Oliver Stone film, which, you know, I think definitely adds a little bit to it. In my opinion, some people would say it takes away from it, but I think it adds to it. Yeah. Well, he's going up against Greg Kinnear. <laughs> so, listen, I, Greg Kinnear, man, he really hits it out of the park here, and he looks a lot like him. And as we talked about before, one of the best versions of JFK that apparently people like mm-hmm. rave about. Yep. Um, I, I won't even hold it against that show that Katie Holmes is in it. I used to really be into Katie Holmes big time. But then, you know, Tom, Tom Cruise, all that thing. I'm not going to I'm not going to hold that against him. What I am going to say, though, is that I this is this is another movie. This is similar to like an Adams, John Adams, that shouldn't be that interesting. Like it shouldn't be this. Like there's he does such a good job of portraying W that it's like it makes it like it's like a roller coaster of emotions while you're watching this thing. Mm hmm. And you kind of you kind of forget like there were a lot of moments and I'm not trying to be controversial at all, but but. W has been controversial and every, every president is. Um, and you kind of forget about there are a lot of things that he maybe did in his presidency that I didn't agree with or a lot of people didn't agree with, but I'm like, I'm, I'm like backing him the whole time. I'm like, yeah, W you, you do your thing. You want him to win. You want him to win. You support yeah. him. Yeah. Even if you're not a Republican, like you're like, yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's going to be president. Yes. So I mean I, I I'm putting through I got we got to put through Brolin right I I, I agree we got to put through Brolin I mean you're gonna have to talk me out of putting Brolin through on on almost everything so we'll get to that in a second though I do lo- I do love me some Josh Brolin man he's so good all right and the final the final five twelve seed from the north we've got for the five Anthony Hopkins makes another appearance that guy playing. Nixon in the film, the 1995 film Nixon, which is also an Oliver Stone biopic. He plays, well, he plays Tricky Dick. Um, and, you know, it really kind of looks at him as a, what's the right term? Like, I don't want to call it like a shell or a caricature, but 
it really is like taking a look at his blemishes. Like it's really looking at like his anger, how much he hates his colleagues, his, his luck. Um, and that's probably Oliver mm-hmm. Stone putting his little twists on there. Um, he, uh, he, he puts his twists on things. He, he kind of looks like him, but his mannerisms are spot on. And, and he, he mutters the word cocksucker a lot, apparently. Um, and, I, and I've seen this film and, I, and it didn't really stand out to me, but I, on the rewatch, uh, that'll be fun to kind of notice the amount of times he does that. Um, he also was nominated at, for best actor for it. Yep. And he is going against the number 12 seed, Bruce Greenwood as JFK from the film 13 days in 2000, uh, 13 days, the reference to the Cuban missile crisis. And I've seen this movie a few times and i i think he does a fantastic job he looks like him he sounds like him kevin costner is also in it he plays his, i think he plays his chief of staff i can't remember his name there's actually a lot of people in this um and it just kind of goes through like the events of the cuban missile crisis of what happened before and like the pressure that he was being felt by the joint chiefs that wanted to go to war and he was trying to find a diplomatic you know, solution to this because the the where it was going is not where anybody could take it because they mm-hmm. were obviously afraid of you know nuclear holocaust and all out nuclear war between them and Russia. And yeah, I think he does a great job. This is tough for me because I think both actors do a really good job of playing these presidents. I would agree, and I and I think that I like Bruce Greenwood. Um, I don't think he I don't think he looks like him, but I do think he sounds a lot like him. And and it's believable that what he's doing and the way he's saying it is how Kennedy would have done it. True. And I also kind of feel the same way about Anthony Hopkins. Same thing. He doesn't really look like him, but he's right. he's got everything down. I wonder if 13 days had been more critically, you know, received um, or acclaimed, if maybe we'd be talking about this version of, of that a little bit more. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, it's a it's a Costner film, so like I think people didn't necessarily take it as seriously as it was meant to be take to be taken, right? Um, I don't yeah, know. Maybe that, again, I'm not. I'm, I don't know if that hurts it or what. I, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, because I mean, the, I mean, he's. You're right. Like the the the. The film was about the 13 days, but it's just as much about Kevin Costner's character. And I don't know the actor who plays Robert and and them just as much as it is about JFK because they were JFK might've been like the one that was like, you know, the ultimate guy to make the decisions, but he was leaning on those two to make sure that he was doing like all of like to make sure that he was doing the right thing because, you know, I mean, any great, you know, especially, you know, now with you know the presidency that we the, just the office that we have, there's a reason why they have a cabinet, and there's a reason why they have advisors because you know one person doesn't know everything. They need people around them to help them with it. So I think that may have it's not taken away from Bruce Greenwood as JFK, but I think maybe to your point, like Costner was in it, and maybe that's why people didn't take it as seriously as they maybe should have because right. he did play a prominent role in the film. So what are you thinking? Well, I think I'm leaning towards um, Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins. But, I agree, but I, begrudgingly. I mean, not begrudgingly is the wrong word, but 
I would love to see Bruce move on, but I think he just drew a tough matchup. Yeah. And sometimes I, that's what happens. It's how it goes sometimes. So we won't have the traditional 12-5 upset. We got no. Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins. We, we, we had an 11-6, though, and that's a pretty good one. We had, that's yeah, a pretty that's right. standard one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got our Elite Eight. So let's start off in the West. We got Daniel Day-Lewis going against Brian Cranston. Thoughts? So, I mean, I'll, I think I'll echo what I just said, which I would have loved to see, you know, Bruce Greenwood, you know, move up, but he just drew a tough matchup. Uh, I'll say the same thing about Brian Cranston drawing Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. I think his performance was really good, but when you compare it to what he's going up against, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's going to be hard to beat a best actor Oscar nom- or Oscar award winner. It really is. Yeah. But Daniel Day-Lewis, again, he he is he's that kind of actor that really like engulfs himself in that role and he somehow looks like him even though I don't necessarily think if you saw him in real life you'd think oh he'd be a good person that could portray Lincoln. Yeah, because Lincoln um, was really tall. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not the physical. I mean, it, we, he, when you put all the makeup and stuff on him, he does look like him. But it, it's that height thing that would maybe be a little bit challenging. But he, he kind of pulls it off pretty well. He does. No, he absolutely pulls it off. All right. Daniel Day-Lewis, <clears throat> moving on. Sorry, right. Brian. Sorry about that. <laughs> Out of the East, we've got Paul Giamatti versus Gary Sinise. <sighs> this is a tough. So That's I was a tough one. It is a tough one, but let me let me throw some things at you real quick. Um, because Gary Sinise, we already mentioned, you know, was definitely recognized for his role. Um, I think that uh, as Truman, um, and it got Emmy nods and and he got a Golden Globe Sex and awards. And, yeah. And, yep, yep, yep. Yep. But I got to throw this at you, John Adams. John Adams was had fifty one wins. In, in Golden Globes, Primetime Emmys, and all the other international award shows, along with 38 nominations, including Best Actor in a Miniseries, Paul Giamatti, Golden Globe. Uh, that's, that's all HBO does, man. Man, he won Primetime Emmy, Best Actor in a Miniseries. They, Paul get, Giamatti. They, get, they get nominated and they win awards. That's what those series... I mean, not all HBO series, but I mean, look at what Game of Thrones did. Look what Crab John cakes Adams and football. Did. That's what we do. Exactly. That's exactly. what HBO does. Uh, what HBO does. They, they, Screen they actor gets hits. He also won a SAG award for best outstanding performance by a male actor in a television movie or miniseries. Paul Giamatti. Uh, I mean, I could keep going on. There's just it's like a whole page of wins and nominations for this show. So right. That's why I'm gonna say, listen, Gary Sinise, we we love you. You did an awesome job. You 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 basically you're no longer you made, lieutenant. You made it this far. You're not lieutenant. You're not Lieutenant Dan to me. Well, you'll always be Lieutenant Dan to me. But you've got other amazing roles. But Paul Giamatti's got to take it here. I agree. He's gonna. He'll take it. <laughs> All right. Out of the South, we've got the number three seed Langella coming up against the number eleven seed Bill Murray. Bill Murray. FDR versus LBJ. Yeah, I'm letting you. I'm letting you go first on this one. I'm thinking. I mean, it. 
I mean, for a lot of the same reasons, you almost have to do. I mean, not to say that. <sighs> All right, let me throw you, some more. I, I lean, I lean towards Frank Langella. Let's just say that Let's he, Frank Langella, best performance by an actor in a leading role, nominee, a couple other Academy Award, best picture of the year, best directing, screenplay, mm-hmm. film editing. Yep. Again, he was nominated for a Golden Globe for best. Uh, best performance in an actor he got nominated a lot um he won for and he won the aarp movies for grown-up award this is fun good lord best actor (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of different award shows that people never see this is this is kind of interesting he won one of them he won best actor from the african-american film critics association interesting really yeah, I thought that, that is interesting. That is very interesting. He's getting a lot of getting a lot of accolades here. And listen, again, we love Bill Murray, but I mean, I think Langella, he's freaking great in this movie. And like I said, this is yeah. not it's 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 a it's an interview. They're they're basically it's an interview that they're doing, and I am like on the edge of my sheet my of my seat the whole time, and I, and I shouldn't be because it's not that super interesting, <laughs> but but he does it so well. You're like I like him, I hate him. I get where he's coming from. What a douchebag. Like it back and forth. Like it's a roller coaster of emotions. And it's because Langella does it so well. Um, so that's yep. my book. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. What's interesting is that I, when I think of Langella too, what, is, there, is there a movie you think of? I think of Dave. <laughs> I think of, I think of, I was just thinking, let's think of the same thing. I think of Dave and just that scowl. Oh whenever, my God. Whenever, whenever Kevin Clyde does something that he's not supposed to do. Yeah, so that that's his second time playing a role in the White House. I'm sure it's not his only two. He's probably got other ones as well. I'm sure he does too. Okay, so our last in the North, we've got Sir Anthony Hopkins going against Josh Brolin. Ooh, well, this is a tough one. So we've got Nixon against W. Nixon against W. So I was looking up some of these wards here, and um. W Josh Brolin he was nominated for a couple random things the <laughs> uh, these are fun Detroit Film Critics Society of S- Awards best actor Dublin Film Critics Circle Awards best there's, actor like I said man there's so many awards out there Holly, he won the Hollywood Film Awards he won the the actor of the year for that one Irish Film and Television Awards nominee <laughs> London Critics I mean he's getting a lot of international acclaim um for some reason, he didn't get as much here in the U.S. <laughs> he didn't get a bunch. He didn't get that much love. He didn't get that much love. But I mean, we're talking about we're still talking about Anthony Hopkins, though. Um, I mean, that movie got a lot of a lot of accolades too. What do you think? Well, I'm just looking to. Oh, it's a well. It's interesting. So. The 2009 nominees for Best Actor, which is what Brolin would have been. And that was the year he, Frank Langella was nominated. Brad Pitt for The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Sean Penn won for Milk. Mickey Rourke for The Wrestler. And then Richard Jenkins for The Visitor. So those are some heavy hitters that he was going up against. So I'm not necessarily surprised that he did it, that he didn't get an academy nod because yeah 
Well, let's let's talk about there's some tough competition. Let's talk about Anthony Hopkins. He was nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role for the Academy Awards. He was also nominated for Golden Globe, Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture. Nominated for Screen Actors Guild Award, Best Male Actor in a Leading Role. And then I could probably name a lot of the same other ones. Actually, this is interesting. A lot of the other awards and winners, win, like he's getting nominees... Um, they're all from a lot of like nat like US, like Kansas City film critics, Dallas Fort Worth, whereas Berlin was more he was more liked internationally, apparently. International, like <laughs> London and whatever. So Hopkins, he was up against Sean Penn for Dead Man Walking, Nicholas Cage for leaving Las Vegas, Richard Dreyfus for Mr. Hollum's Opus, and Massimo Troisi for Il Postino, the postman. Hmm. Okay, so Sean Penn went again. Here (laughs) is my thought on this one, and I want to give it to Josh Brolin. I I want I want Brolin to win this whole thing. I'll be honest with you, because I won. Sorry, yeah, Nicholas Cage won, but (laughs) I want Brolin to win the entire bracket. But now that I'm like he's coming up against Anthony Hopkins as Nixon, I kind of think that like like Anthony Hopkins has got to move forward here. I think. I think he does too. I mean, again, I love me some Brolin. And I lo- and I love me some Brolin as as W and just the way that he portrayed it, but hard to again tough matchup. Sir Anthony Hopkins, guy can bring it. Yeah, man. He, he I mean he could have been on here twice. He could he could have gone up against himself. All right, so we're gonna give it to the old Sir Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins, right. final four. So let me read these through real quick. Out of the West, we've got the number one seed, Daniel Day-Lewis. Out of the East, we've got the number two seed, Paul Giamatti. Out of the South, we've got Frank Langella, the number three seed. And the upset, kind of, the number five seed coming out of the North. Almost chalk. Almost. Hopkins. Almost chalk. It's not really that big of a surprise. Um, Not really, no. So let's do the number one versus the number five first. So we've got Daniel Day-Lewis versus Sir Anthony Hopkins. So I think for a lot of the same reasons, when you're talking about like critical acclaim and that kind of stuff, because that's really kind of what we're getting down to now. I think for a lot of the same reasons that we chose Anthony Hopkins over Josh Brolin, you could make the argument that you would choose Daniel Day-Lewis over Anthony Hopkins. I think that's fair. And let me, let me just win a couple. Let me read a couple of these guys because uh, I've been doing that for all of them. So Academy <laughs> Awards, best performance by an actor. He won that thing. Uh, Golden Globe winner, best performance by an actor in a motion picture. BAFTA winner, leading actor. Screen Actors Guild winner, outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. Tommy Lee Jones is knocking some things out here too. He's he's winning some supporting roles. Um, winner AACTA International Awards, AARP, AFI, African American Film Critics Association, Alliance of Film. I mean, I'm just in the A's. <laughs> and the list goes on. And I mean, then let's talk about like some of the 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 first ones. Yeah, okay, the the two obvious ones like the the golden globes and the academy awards but like the bafta and like the screen actors like those aren't slouches either that's not like the london film critics award that's 
it's a little more higher caliber of that kind of stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, man, they're going to be that the London films credits. Gonna, they're going to be pissed off at us, but that's okay. Uh, I'm sure they're. I'm, well, I'm sorry if you're listening. I apologize. St. Louis Film Critics Association winner, best actor. <laughs> Daniel there, Daniel. Is, there is one. Well, there should be one. <laughs> okay. All right. Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. It is moves on to the final championship, <clears throat> going up against the number two Paul Giamatti versus the number three Frank Langella from Frost Nixon. <laughs> All right, what what do you got there? What are your thoughts on this one? I, I I've already p- chosen a winner in my head, but I, I want to know what you what you're thinking out about this. Um. I don't know. So it's 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 interesting because while I'm trying to think like, you know, historically comparing them, you can't really do it because it's, you know, John Adams, who was a founding father and, you know, Tricky Dick, who (laughs) resigned because he got caught. (laughs) But one might call Nixon infamous. He certainly is. I think if you were to ask, I bet if you asked a lot of people. Maybe not, but I wouldn't be shocked if you asked people like, who do you know more about Nixon or John Adams? Everybody would say Nixon. Nobody knows anything about John Adams other than the other than what I just said. He's a founding father. Oh, I know a lot about John Adams. That's only because I watched the show. John Adams. He was he was president. (laughs) Right. That's true. He knew all the founding fathers. He was buddies. Not actually not really buddies. He was acquaintances with all the founding fathers. Yeah. Um, I, so you asked me, I lean towards, I lean towards Langella. Do you really? Yeah. I'm, I'm leading towards Adams on this one. This is, this is tough. So let me, let me, let me make the case for Langella. Cause I, I think it's, I want to talk this out. So what's interesting about his portrayal in this movie, Frost Nixon, is that he is always, I think, always looked at as the villain, right? He, I mean, that, that's just the way he's been portrayed. That's maybe the way he actually is in real life. I mean, who knows? Or was in real life, but I will say, though, in this movie, there are times where I empathize or actually more correctly sympathize for him or with him. Right. We're like, you know, he's kind of getting the rough end of the of the stick here. Maybe he's not all that bad. I kind of get where he's coming from. Like you kind of like the ending scene where he's like walking out of there. You're like, man, I feel sorry for that guy. And not in a way like, man, I feel sorry for you. You're an idiot. It's more of like a. Wow, he got screwed, kind of. He's he's misunderstood. Yeah. And I he got think, a raw deal. And I think it's because of the way that Langella plays it. Is that you kind of, you're like, he's not, he goes back and forth between being such a dick to like, I kind of get why he's doing that. I understand his perspective and I maybe well, feel bad for him. And I think that's that's the sign of a great performance of like, it's someone that you so this it's honestly, like just hearing you talk about that maybe oddly enough think of the show entourage where they were going through and and they were working with paul haggis and they were trying to get um medellin made and haggis was describing it's like this is what i want you to play a human being i want you to i want i want these people to even though they just saw you slaughter thousands of people i want them to weep when you die hmm that's the kind like that's what i that's how he what that's that was his vision for the role it's like even though you're such a you're a terrorist you're a monster but when you die at the end of it i want them to fucking weep 
because they feel sorry for you. Even though they just saw you do all this stuff, they still feel sorry for you. And there's still that little, oh, wow, that's kind of sad that he still died. So it's yeah. the, the mark of a good performance from Frank Langella of like, you know what he did, but like at the same time, it's like, oh, yeah. Hmm. kind of feel bad for him no maybe he was right maybe maybe he was justified in doing that and i'm not saying that but some people might think that who knows no he pulls you in it's captivating exactly now now let's now let's talk about john adams and paul Giamatti. listen listen i i I think i've mentioned it already but i want to throw it out there again he got a lot of awards for this for this portrayal and it this, this is hard because it's tv versus movie that's totally understandable so we can't even throw the academy awards out in there but just like you can't really throw the you can't throw the Emmys in there either for for Langella. Um, I, I already kind of mentioned all the awards he got: primetime Emmys, Golden Globes. <laughs> I could probably keep going on. There's there's a ton of them: Screen Actors Guild, all that all that stuff. I I, I kind of think this is an interesting matchup because I think that they're both in the same boat. Like I don't think John Adams is necessarily a, a revered president or person in history. Maybe he should have been. Maybe he was very misunderstood. But he was a very controversial character that or person that that stirred up a lot of shit, <laughs> and and really like pissed off a lot of his his not only constituents but also like his founding father brethren, right? Um, and they were all kind of like he almost kind of forced his way into being the the second president of the United States because of being such a good politician but also doing things like that having been said though when you watch this this show you get what he's doing he's, he's doing things that are that are for in, in his mind better the best for the country and he portrays it in such a way where again like throughout an episode you're like what a fucking idiot stop doing that and then like later on you're like oh i get it yeah you're a family man like you're doing these things oh wait no you're a terrible father like it just it goes back and forth so much like it's like a such a, a roller coaster of emotions i don't know if i said that term before earlier today but mm-hmm. but but again i think that speaks to like how awesome he is and i just i just i don't know i, I again i'll say i'll say it again i think paul giamatti is just so captivating in this role all right so that that's I'm also kind of thinking about who of these two could beat Daniel Day Lewis, and that, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the reason why I'm th- I also think Giamatti has got to almost kind of got to go through on this one. Yeah. He's the only one with the shot. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I talked to you one versus two. I talked to you into it. Sorry, everyone. We're, We're going here. chalk. We're doing all chalk, basically. But what else I mean, did you expect? Some of these we made, are we made the brackets. That's true. <laughs> You're right. All right. <clears throat> on to the final. We've got Daniel Day-Lewis playing Abraham Lincoln, Paul Giamatti playing John Adams, two of the first 16 presidents, <laughs> uh, arguably the number one most well-known, influential president of all time. And, well, and by, and by some rankings, the greatest president of yeah. all time. <clears throat> yeah. Versus Abraham Lincoln. Versus kind of a president that often gets overlooked but had a lot of influence on the way that our country works, operates. Um, yeah. Today. Today. And back then. Okay. So I think that, okay, let, let's talk about, let's, let's break this down into categories, all right? Category number one, look. Who wins? Who gets the nod on that one? 
So I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll start first. I actually think Paul Giamatti looks more like John he, Adams than he than, might. Yeah. And it's because it's like the whole package. Like it's, it's the way that he kind of, I mean, Paul Giamatti is not like a svelte guy. He's not super tall. He's kind of a little, you know, dumpy is not the right word, but you kind of, he's get, a short little Italian guy. You get what I'm saying. Right. And I think that's kind of like a little bit what John Adams, if you see pictures of him and, and renditions, like that's kind of what he was doing. Daniel Day Lewis, his face looks like him. There's a lot of makeup on there, a lot of prosthetics, a lot of, a lot of facial hair and, and all that jazz. But he's also not a very tall person. And, and Lincoln was, by all counts, a pretty large man. Tall. Um, tall. So I think for that one, I got to give it to Paul Giamatti. What do you think? I agree. All right. So let's talk about the next category, which would be awards. Yeah, he was 6'4", Lincoln was. All right. And that's really tall for back then. Okay, you know, what the, you know what? I think we're kind of we're giving Dan Day-Lewis maybe a short end of the He's actually, he's only, he's 6'2". He's not that, he's not that I much. See, I guess I always just thought he was shorter. Man, I guess because all the he other, like, they, I guess because all the other big, like, other actors are always, like, little, little guys. <laughs> right. Tom Cruise is, like. 510 but that's like on his I mean, like he does look a lot like him I'm, I'm looking at pictures now tom tom cruise is 510 but that's like on his like uh, his his baseball card that's he's actually really 5'2 right he's probably like 5'8 5'7 okay well all right well you know what i guess maybe we got to give it to dan day lewis i mean yeah because he's I kinda, not i, I kind of just talked really myself back into it two inches shorter all right let's talk about awards now Daniel Day-Lewis and Lincoln won 110 awards, nominated 250 times. John Adams, 51 awards, 38 nominations. And I will say that number is maybe a little misleading for Lincoln because there's a lot more film critic associations than there are television critics. Television, yeah. Right? Let's go for the big ones. Golden Globe, Giamatti. Primetime, Emmy, Giamatti. That's two. Uh, Screen Actors Guild. Giamatti won that one. Um, and then we get into like the other random awards, but he's randos. He's not going to, he's winning all these things too. Like he's winning all of them. Um, but the four main ones, we got Lincoln Academy award winner, golden globe winner, BAFTA winner, screen actors guild winner. That's home. That's almost like a tie. Like they, they won the big four, both of them did. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it can be a tie. All right. We'll, we'll call that one. A, we'll call that a wash. God dang it. All right. So like, next category has to be like, who, which show was better? Which movie slash show was better? And we, we could break this down like as far as like awards, but also like, I think we do it just based on like, which one would you rather watch? personally let's ignore like let's just do personal personally i would rather watch lincoln because i was more enamored with the civil war than any other period of american history all right and i would rather watch adams because i i think the revolutionary war and just the founding of our country for me is more interesting too (laughs) another another wash god dang it it's just it's just a tie no it can't be a tie there's no ties there are no ties okay and i i guess if we're if there's one more category um I guess it would probably be 
how closely is this a rendition of the actual president? And I think they're well, that's both hard. That's hard to do. If you really think about it. Well, I, I would say that because do you really does anybody nobody alive knows what John Adams was really like. Nobody alive knows what Abraham Lincoln was really like. They can infer based on like books and you can't even say like oral history anymore, but just based on historical text of what that person was like. But nobody really like there's no firsthand account of. Yeah, Lincoln was kind of a dick. No one knows that. <laughs> It's all what scholars believe. It's all what scholars talk about. I mean, you can talk about historical significance of the presidents themselves. That's that's difficult, but you would probably lean towards Lincoln over Adams. No offense to Adams and no offense to anybody else, but Yeah. Okay, so let let me let me say that this is my lasting thought and I think we pick a winner. I think that the one that I learn more about like I think Lincoln's portrayal is kind of what you expect which maybe speaks to like how good Dan Day Lewis is but based on everything else you read and everything else you watch like he plays it like spot on he plays it spot on and everybody was in the voice tripped people up because yeah. everybody just assumed that Abraham Lincoln had this like deep real big voice which and I guess because I don't and again this I I I give Daniel Day-Lewis a lot of leeway because he is such a good actor and a good method actor that I would have to imagine that the voice that he came up with for Lincoln is probably pretty close to what it might have actually been. And he didn't yeah. necessarily have a high-pitched voice, but he he was he did his research and thought, no, it's probably more like this. Or maybe he's just completely off. Yeah. I was going to say with John Adams, though, I feel like I, I learned a lot more about that character because maybe he's not as well known. And that's maybe why I was so enamored right. with with what's going on there. You don't hear a lot about the second president. Yeah. You hear about the first and well, and let's let's be honest, and the 16th. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't hear about the 17th for, very much or the, or the 15th president as much as the 16th. No. Um. Okay. Well, I think that we've kind of decided, even though we haven't said it out loud, Daniel Day Lewis, Lincoln, Daniel Day Lewis, winner, 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 chicken dinner. Congratulations, Daniel. You can chalk this up to a, another one of your accolades for that film. I'll add it to IMDb <laughs> <laughs> or a Wikipedia. All right. So little, little extra, little fun here. We got to do. We got to talk about comparing daniel day lewis's portrayal of lincoln to martin, martin Sheen's Sheen. portrayal of old jed bartlett so what I, I, before before we we don't really have any like parameters here it's hard to decide like which one's the best <laughs> because if we say that i think we have to pick abraham lincoln because he is he was a president for one and he also did some pretty incredible things. <laughs> he also did a lot of cool, a lot of, a lot of good things before. Jed Bartlett killed. did a lot of great things too, but they are fictional. Right. So let's break this down into some categories. Category number one, who, who do you want to hang out with more? Jed Bartlett. Jed Bartlett. He wins that one. Yep. Who do you think's better at golf? Jed Bartlett. Yeah. He's like a country club kid. 
but but Lincoln, I think you teach him. He's got that height. Uh, he's, he, he, uh, he'd be a he'd be a, he'd be he'd be a big hitter. Monstrous drives off the tee big, once he got big, it. Big hitter, the Lincoln. Big hitter, the Lincoln. Hey, Lincoln, <laughs> how about a little something? You know, for the effort. Anyways, sorry. Who's got better? Like, I got better look. Like, who's who's more more uh, better looking guy? You probably go Bartlett too. <laughs> Man, Lincoln's got a good beard though. He's got a fantastic beard. Who's got better style, like fashion sense? Well, that's tough because I do like the Lincoln hat. I'm going Lincoln. Yeah. I mean, he made those tall hats. Like, I like the suit. I like the suit. I like the hat. Mm-hmm. Got yep. the old three piece suit, the big old tall hat. I mean, yeah, he's doing it right. Um, what else? You got any more categories? I'm just making stuff up. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Who would win in a fight? Lincoln. <laughs> That's definitely true. That's totally true. Who do you think had the better cabinet? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't really know. Well, I mean... Jed Bartlett did have um, Rob Lowe in there, Bradley Whitford. I mean, he's got a lot. Here's some of the cabinet members for old Mr. Lincoln. You had uh, William Seward, Salmon P. Chase. I've heard that name before. Simon Cameron. Solomon P. Chase? Or Salmon? Solomon? It says Salmon. Okay. Um, His vice president was... Hannibal Hamlin. I've never heard that before. Why would you? <laughs> well, I think that was that was the first vice president, right? Until they added Andrew Jan- Andrew Johnson. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm sure these were great men and helped, but I I gotta go with Bartlett on that one because <laughs> he had Rob Lowe. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had Rob Lowe and Bradley Whitford, and uh, that just wins. He wins. All right. Well, I could keep making up categories, but uh, I think we've. I don't know. I think it's hard to compare the two. It's hard to compare the two. But I think, yeah, I think the who would you probably rather have a beer with? Oh, who would you rather hang? Uh, That's kind of the the, the same hang out with. But Uh, it's got to be Jed Bartlett, though. So I think here's what we say. Who could I probably learn more from? It's Lincoln. Maybe. I don't know. Jed Barlow is pretty darn smart. But yeah, I, I probably say Lincoln. Okay. So basically, if you want to hang out with a fictional president, Jed Barlett is your man. If you want to hang out with a real president, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln being played as <laughs> by Daniel Day-Lewis, Daniel Day-Lewis is your guy. Is your guy. I don't think Daniel Day-Lewis would be maybe that much fun to hang out with. Maybe I'm completely wrong because he doesn't really have like a... a, a uh, you don't really know a lot about it. Don't know a lot public's person persona, which maybe speaks to him being pretty cool. Um, but him playing Lincoln, I'm in. I like it. If we missed anybody, please let us know. We definitely left some off the list because we didn't want to have 400 freaking honorable mentions because there are a lot out there. There were a lot. There are a lot out there. All right, a little bit of nerd outreach. First of all, thank you, thank you to everyone listening. This was kind of a long episode, and we probably rambled more than we normally do, but uh, this was harder. Even though we did straight shock, it's still harder. It's it still harder. hard. It's harder to do. It was a lot of research. Anyway, 
So thank you to our fans for listening and for being understanding. Thank you, fans. Thank you for bearing with us on this one. Yes. And, and hopefully you, you, you enjoy it. Maybe you agree with it. Maybe you don't. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> we like this bracket style, so this will not be the last time we do this. No, it won't be. If you have any future show suggestions, go ahead and send them into Nerd is the New Cool Podcast at gmail.com or use the hashtag on any of the socials. Hashtag Nerd is the New Cool Podcast. You can like us or follow us on Facebook, Instagram at Nerd is the New Cool Podcast. Like us on Twitter at Nerd is the New CO2. And as always, you can listen to us everywhere podcasts are available Apple, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Just search for Nerd is the New Cool Podcast. A little bit of episode preview. Speaking of bracket style. <laughs> Speaking be- of brackets. Because the MCU phase four is about to start next week with WandaVision. We thought, let's do a little throwback. Let's do a little recap of the phases one, two, and three um, with the MCU films. Bracket and, uh, style. Try and see if we can pick our favorite. I already think I know which one I'm going to pick, but it's gonna. this is going to be a pretty tough decision. I don't know which one I'm going to pick because the more I think about it, the more I think, wow, I like that one and that one's good and that one's good and that one's good. And We're going to have to categorize this. We have to break it down basically like we do with our other um, comparison films episodes. Talk about, talk about music, talk about actors, talk about storyline, talk about villain. Yep. And go from there. Imp- yeah, impact. Yeah, are we gonna? I mean, we might have to bring in like how much money did they make? I think to, that's a good. I think that's that a good category a, too. Might be a decider of a category. Who who All raked right. in the dough? So until next time, you think about your favorite MCU, and we'll see if you you agree with us. Hope you enjoyed the president's episode, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye.